0: Praise the Lord. you think the devil's a baby, why don't you put your hands together one more time? He has no power. He has no authority. He don't have dominion over this church. He don't have dominion over you. We serve a God who is in control. We serve a God that if he comes against you, it's just a mention of his name, and the devil has to flee. That's our God. That is the God that we serve. For time's sake, I'm going to go ahead and uh, if you would turn to your Bibles to Ezra, I want to thank uh, Sister Hannah Massey for confirming what God had gave me. If you will uh, go to Ezra 7, uh, we're going to start out at verse 6, and I'm going to hop to 9 and 10. And for time's sake, I'm going to go ahead and get reading right here. It says, this Ezra, I'm reading out of the New King James Version. If you could throw it up there, please, and thank you. Uh, This Ezra came up from Babylon, and he was a skilled scribe in the law of Moses, which the Lord God of Israel had given the king, uh, given the king granted him all his requests. I want to say all his requests. According to the hand of the Lord his God upon him. Say because of God. Say his hand was on him. Now let's skip to verse 9. It says, On the first day of the first month he began his journey from Babylon, and on the first day of the fifth month he came to Jerusalem according to the good hand of his God upon him. And verse 10 is a key verse that I'll be using today. It says, For Ezra had prepared, someone say prepared. His heart to seek the law of God and to do it and to teach his statues and his ordinances. You may be seated in Israel. Now, when I was here, and I don't think it was an accident that God had gave me this. I don't think it's an accident that he gave me the title that I'll be preaching from today. Simply, it's all in the preparation. Now, here, when I was there and I was studying, God had gave this to me. He said, you need to let my people know to start preparing. And I said, okay, God, what do you want them to prepare for, God? You know, and I, I was asking this, and I said, God, and he had brought me to this, this set of scriptures, and he was saying, let them prepare their hearts. And I said, God, I thought our hearts were already prepared. I said, God, we're getting, we're in revival. We're getting this, uh, you know, moving, and God is really uh, moving in the services that we have. And he said, no, 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 it's not just the, the, what you guys are going through now. I, I need them to prepare for the man of God is going to be laying hands on more people. And I said, okay, God, what's going on? And in this scripture, it's talking about Ezra. They were in captivity. And it says that Ezra had already prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord. Now, it was even in captivity where he prepared. So now that they're there and that he has favor, the Persian king is saying, hey, go ahead and go to Jerusalem so that you can establish true worship and true sacrifice the way it's supposed to be. But it wasn't at that time that Ezra started learning about the law of Moses. He wasn't there learning about the law of God. It was in captivity where he was there perfecting the word of God in his life. It said that he was there and he seeked. Now, that word seek doesn't mean to look. It means to pursue. It means to go after something. So when he was there in captivity, he was still seeking God. He was still seeking the word of God to be a part of his life because there would be a time where captivity was gone and they were free and they were going to establish back his worship. And Ezra said, let me prepare my heart now. So when he was there, you know we all we all want to see people uh, Pastor Ruth had talked about uh, that that, that uh, guy who preaches and she he watched she watched my like three times or whatever and he he did you know you look at it and you see the end result, but you don't see the preparation. You don't see what he went through. You don't see the process. You don't see the things sometimes. People look at Bishop, and they look at the anointing, and they look just like Ezra, the hand of God, is on his life. But I'm telling you, he didn't just trip. God didn't just turn around one day and all of a sudden point to just some guy and say, okay, my hand's going to be on him. No, it was in a preparation time. It was when no one seen him. It was in a time of captivity when there was somebody over him. And he was still obedient. And he still see God. I'm telling you, church, we need to prepare ourselves. Because we have a man of God who has already prepared himself. And God is saying, I'm about to send on a journey to reestablish my worship and my true sacrifice in my house. And we look at at Pastor Moore and we look at Brother Pastor Barlow and you see the extensions going out and Pastor Gonzalez and you look at the other ones who are going out. It's only by the hand of God, it's only under the authority of the apostle that they're being sent. But when they're being sent, it's to establish true worship. It's to establish true sacrifice in the house of God. But it's through the apostle who has prepared himself way before we see the end result. We see here, it calls Ezra a skilled scribe. It says that he had the favor of the Persian king. He's about to embark on a four-month journey to go back and establish the temple and true worship. Now he's there and he has to pick people to help him out. And, you know, when you start picking people to help to do a mission or do something else, there's those ones where you're like, mm, do I really want that person? You know, it, it's hard. It's hard to really pick out. He's there and he he's picking the Levites and he's picking some of uh, the people to help him out. And it says that during the journey that four-month journey that they were on, there were those who transgressed. And all of a sudden, they were they were getting married to people they weren't supposed to marry. And all of a sudden, they're there, and he's trying to, to to fulfill what his purpose was, and things go wrong. And the thing is, is you can read the end of the chapter and say, oh, what joy it is that he went back and reestablished. But it's the in-between. It's preparing to reach the final destiny. It's preparing... To see the end of what God has to do in our lives. is at the end of the time sometimes people look at it and say, man, I want that ministry. Man, I want to do that. But they never know the preparation time. They never knew all the turmoil that was in between. They didn't look at the time when everything is going great. And all of a sudden they want to jump on board and say, I want to be part of that train. I want to be part of that destination. And they don't have no buy-in. I'm telling you, Ezra didn't prepare his mind when, when the king had gave him the authority. God had already gave him a favor already. And the thing is, is there'll be those who want to try to prepare themselves at the ending. And God is saying, oh, depart from me. I never knew you, you that work of iniquity. The thing is, is there's always those bandwagoners. There's always the ones all of a sudden want to be on team bishop because all of a sudden they see God, God's hand is on him. But the whole time before that, they, they want to talk about the church. They want to talk about him standing up for what's right and what God has to do. And all of a sudden they start seeing the influx come. All of a sudden they start seeing the miracles happen. And all of a sudden we're, we're team bishop. We're team apostle. And the thing is, is he's got to weed out who can be a part of it and who can't be a part of it because God will talk to him before he'll talk to any of us. The final goal is to see the the kingdom of God established and for us all to make it to heaven. But the thing is, is don't wait too late to try to prepare to get to a place where God can use you. Don't try to wait too long and say, oh, I'll repent right before the rapture comes. No, no, honey, you got to get ready now. you got to get that sin out of your life if you have anything that's there. You need a witness now to your coworkers and the ones at H-E-B and Walmart now so they can make it and have a chance to make it to heaven. But he needs a people who's willing to prepare now. You look at it. It said that he prepared his heart. His heart is the inner man. His mind, his will, his thought process. When he was here, his whole focus, his whole life was on pleasing God. His whole thought process was to say, God, how can I fulfill your will? The thing is, is we have to learn how to be selfless. We got to look and say, hey, it's not about me, God, about what I want. Lord, what do you want? Lord, help me prepare my heart, Lord, my mind, my thought process. God, let me get out of the way, Lord, and start preparing me for what you have at the end for us. says that he prepared his heart to seek. I told you the definition there means to pursue, to frequent a place, to inquire of God. When we come to the house of God, we should be seeking what God wants us to do. This should be a place that we frequent. This should be a place where we ask God, God, what do you want me to do? I'm willing to do whatever you want me to do, God. I want to seek you. I want to pursue you, God. And it says that he seeked the law of the Lord. It was the scriptures that he got into. You won't make it unless you know the word of God. There are false teachers. There are false prophets that will sound just like we do. Look just like we do. Try to have church just like we do until until a real, real move of God starts to happen and they can't mimic What we do here, because God has nothing to do with it. It was all man-made. But the thing is, is we're going to be here. We're going to seek God. We're going to look at the word. We're going to preach the word. We're going to teach the word. Because we need to prepare. Now. We got to be ready when God calls us to do something. We got to be prepared, our hearts and our mind and our thought process. When the man of God says, I need you to fill in the gap here. It says, and to do, it means to accomplish, to work, to produce, to make an offering. When you're there and you have everything that you've asked God for, now it's time to do what he asked you to do. And it says Ezra was here and he he was there to teach the statutes and the ordinances of Israel. Now he was there and you look at that, that's kind of like the rules and the regulations. The thing is, is you can't have one without the other. You can't preach half-truth. You can't go and be here and have a smile on your face and just preach the good things about the Bible. No, no, no. There's things we have to line up to also. There's things that God requires of us the sacrifice and the time. Because I'm telling you, you come up, you come and you see us up here, and you see us preaching, you see us over here delivering the word of God. But I guarantee you, there's been hours of prayer up here. I guarantee there's been hours and hours of studying to make sure there's meat that's on the table for you. I'm telling you, you see the end result when we come up here and say, Thus saith the Lord. But I'm telling you, it was fought and it was one in the preparation of getting ready for these messages. I'm telling you, there are churches and there are, there are people who say they're of God, and the thing is, is they want all the good stuff. They want all the recognition. They want our people to call them apostles. They want the people to call them prophets and stuff, and they want all the titles. A prophetess they don't they don't want to prepare for it. They don't want the preparation phase. They they don't want to be there when when, when when the enemy is over them and they still have to seek out the word of God. When they're in captivity and God says, it's not your season yet for me to let you go free. And God says, I want to see what you're going to do in captivity because if you'll search me out and you'll love me, you'll follow me in captivity when you're free. I know you'll never turn back on me. I'm telling you, church, David, David, before he was a giant slayer, he was out in the field tending sheep. He was out there taking care of his father's sheep when he was out there. Before he was ever king, he was a servant and played the harp on request by the king. If you ever want to be something for God and do something for God, it's all in the preparation.